have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. If you love anime like I do, I've got a YouTube channel just for you. My voiceover coach, Elise Bowman, is an anime voice actress who interviews her fellow anime voice actors. Elise is an actress, TV host, and the voice of Pan on Dragon Ball GT, among other characters. She's got a YouTube channel, Anime Adventures with Elise Bowman, and on there she has over 100 videos where she has interviewed voice actors, Power Rangers, and even a few professional wrestlers, and all that sounds right up my alley. And there's a lot of other people that she's interviewed as she travels the country going to comic cons and different recording studios. Elise also features actors from the entire Dragon Ball franchise, My Hero Academia, Naruto, and so much more. And on top of that, there are exclusive panels that are only available on this channel from events like KameaCon 2, Con Live 2021, and so many more. You've got to check this out. See and hear voice actors behind your favorite characters and from your favorite anime shows. Go to youtube.com slash anime adventures and let me know what you think. Follow her on social at Adventures Anime and at Elise Bowman. She loves chatting with fans of anime. Hey, I know you hear me. And guess what? Elise and I want to hear from you too. Connect with us. Are you interested in being a voice actor? Or are you already a voice actor wanting to level up your career? then my voiceover coach can help. Elise Bowman and I have been working together, and she has helped me take my game to the next level and find a whole new confidence behind the microphone. Go to EliseCoaches.com. That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com. She's a results-driven voiceover coach who works with you, whether you are completely new to voiceover or you're a seasoned professional. She focuses on three areas. The craft of acting, the technical side, so she'll help you set up a home studio, and you're going to be surprised at how inexpensive that can be. And the business side. You'll learn how to get a demo produced, how to submit to agents, and how to market yourself. The most fun part of it for me has not only been finding that new confidence, but also finding new things I can bring to characters for animation and video games. And like I said, just go to EliseCoaches.com. That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com. And remember, I know you hear me. And I want to hear from you, so let me know if you have any questions about my experience with Elise. Remember to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, at the Flynn Hendricks. We're back here again on I Know You Hear Me, and we've got another exciting episode for you. And to be completely honest, this is going to be an episode based off of learning experiences because I've got someone I've known for almost seven years now. Crazy to think, but when I first met her, she identified as a different gender. So I've got a lot to catch up on, and you guys are going to get to be privy to the conversation here. On the line, I've got Davin Johnson. Davin, how are you tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Honestly, better than I deserve, and I'm really excited to be sitting here catching up with you. Same here. It's exciting. Like you said, I'm, I was literally a different gender when we met. <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy to think how much we've known each other since 2014, and then when I left my job at the time where I actually knew you from uh, was about six years ago now, right after my oldest son was born. And since we started talking, like before the camera started rolling and the mics were rolling, I'm still trying to process how it's been that long, but it feels like it's just gone by in the blink of an eye. I know. I feel like like the last time I saw you was like maybe six months ago. (laughs) I guess that's part of adulthood that they don't tell you about, but... You turn 30 and it just kind of... It's all downhill from there. It just goes downhill, uphill, and sideways, honestly. And everything hurts. 
oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> I wake up and it's like my body is like, what's going to hurt you today? Right. Oh. Like, what are we, we going to do? What are we, what are we doing? I'm assuming you wrestled too, but hopefully not. Man. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> With your journey and everything, I know we've talked a lot off air. We've exchanged messages and... There's a lot about your journey that I'm really excited to learn about, and I'm hoping that by you being so open and willing to share your story, that it's going to help a lot of other people not only open their eyes to like what transitioning is like and what being a transgendered person in today's society is like, but I'm also hoping that it's going to help them find that place of understanding where there's not all these phobias and fears and just all these other like negative stereotypes that we hear but are never really like looked at in a positive view if that makes sense yeah for sure i'm very open i'm always wanting to educate how i can i always say too being trans is the least exciting thing about me i just happen to be a transgender woman and i it's not very exciting like you know i always say like I have my family, my friends, my boyfriend, a job. I literally live my life just like every other person on mm-hmm. this planet. I just happen to have been born a different gender. It's not very exciting, but, you know, it's life, and I enjoy it. I think that, you know, we all have our own things that make us part of who we are. Like I've said before as well, like, you know, we're all a diamond, and your gender and your sexuality are just a very small part a very small facet of that diamond and you know i'm also a sister i'm a daughter i'm you know there's all all kinds of different little parts of me than just being a trans person so and i i love that analogy right there too it's just it's way more intricate and spectacular than i would have said with a pie chart but i love that (laughs) analogy because it the diamond aspect of it really puts emphasis on how special each individual is and i think that's something that when we talk about or you hear people talking about transgender uh, things that are going on, it's never looked at in a positive light nine times out of ten. It's more of typically no. Yeah, yeah. that's that's <laughs> it's like it's a bad thing, but you don't talk about or you don't hear them talk about who that person is or who they were and what led them to that point. You just talk about, oh, they're trying to change this or they're identifying as this. I don't know what that yeah. means or what is the or like we're trying to infiltrate a bathroom or we're trying to infiltrate sports or we're trying to, right i'm like i always say this to you i'm like i literally just have to pee like that's, right that's all i need to do <laughs> you're not going in there to bother anybody else you're going in no. there to do your business and that's the end of it that's yeah. that's how i've looked at it but i'm apparently in the minority well, on that but yeah and I, I say this too like all of us have used the bathroom with a trans person we just don't know it right like, guaranteed a woman potentially listening to this has used the bathroom with me and has just not realized it (laughs) and somehow Um, the world kept turning and we all kept living our lives like nothing happened it's not wild (laughs) isn't that crazy oh man so that's i guess that's the 2020s for you i really don't know how any other way to describe that but you know honestly like you and i both live in the south Mm -hmm. so living in tennessee i will say this it has gotten easier from what i've i've seen over the last two years and over the last, for me, because I've been transitioning for two and a half years. And I mean, I have friends who have been transitioning longer or shorter amounts of time. Um, and they may disagree. And it's different per person, per individual. It's absolutely different, obviously. But like, if I talk to someone about being trans, they're like, oh, that's so fascinating. And they ask me basic questions and I try to answer it. And, it, you know, I'm, finish my day they finish their day and we move on (laughs) right as the world turns we keep on going exactly exactly so i've got kind of a multi-part question here uh that it's probably going to be broken up into bits and pieces but how long have you been thinking about transitioning and then when did it finally like kind of set in for you that this was the right time to make that move can you talk me through like that whole process and what your mindset was Oh, I can. Okay, so I knew I knew something was different whenever I was around like four, five, six, like somewhere in that age range. And so I was like, okay, well, I just assumed that I was just like every other girl. And I just assumed that I was a girl. <laughs> and obviously, as yes, growing up, you know, you go through a male puberty. So I fast forward to like seven to nine, somewhere around there. And I'm like, okay, something's very different. And I actually remember thinking, 
when am I going to go through female puberty? Like, when am I going to experience that? <laughs> like, when is that going to happen? And so when I hit male puberty, it was like, okay, this is terrible. Like, I want to, I, I have the gift receipt. I want to return this. This is stupid. <laughs> and so I just remember going like, through my teenagers thinking, oh my God, like, this is just not right. Like, this is just like, I, I hate this so much. And I was so depressed and so anxious all the time. And I just remember whenever I used to be religious, I would cry and I would like pray and I would be okay. Like I just, things have got to get better and fast forward nearly 10 years and they finally did obviously. Yeah. It was just, I just knew that I knew I was born male, but I knew I would die female. And I just always had this picture of like how my life was going to go. And I didn't see myself being, and nothing wrong with being cisgender, nothing wrong with being, you know, a gay male. But I, even when I came out as gay years ago, I was like, okay, this is going to like bandage it up for a while. And this is mm -hmm. going to kind of like be a bandaid over like a waterfall. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I still don't see myself being a gay male in a male and male relationship. It was just kind of like one of those things that I did to be able to kind of just explore my sexuality and be able to be more open. And I knew what trans was years ago. Like I knew being born, born the wrong gender or being assigned male at birth or female at birth and transitioning. I knew what that was. I just didn't know everything that went behind it. And I didn't realize that I could take hormones and I could like, you know, be myself and have surgeries to be myself. So around 23, 24, I started kind of like putting that idea in my head thinking okay so if I do pursue this what does this mean for me as a person mm -hmm. what does it mean for people around me like what does it mean for how I present myself in public what does it mean for how I present myself in private like what does it mean for my entire life my entire journey and I honestly I don't want to cuss no, <laughs> I it's free range a, do what? free range say what you got to say Okay, I honestly just quit giving a fuck and <laughs> just became more myself. I and love it. I just found so much support, like my mom and my stepdad and my brother, like they have been so supportive of me. And I just knew based off of the support and the love that I received from everybody that, you know, it was kind of like moving in the right direction. And it was just something that felt right from the first time I ever took hormones. Mm -hmm. And e even now, every single time I take hormones, I d and I've done it a bajillion times at this point, <laughs> um, I just stop and think, you know what? I'm so thankful that I'm able to, to be myself. And I'm very thankful to have people in my life who are just loving and caring. I've just got to give you credit for being so self-aware, even at a young age, because... I'm 32 and there's still things I learn about myself every day. And I wouldn't even say I'm the most self-aware person. Like I'm just now starting to listen to cues when I come up on burnout or I'm running myself into the ground, but yeah. you're, you're becoming aware of these things at such a young age that that's just absolutely amazing to me. Oh, thank but, you. Um, I think a lot of it too, like you, like as far as like gender and sexuality goes, like obviously that's always kind of changing. And now mm -hmm. we have, a new kind of verbiage like where people you know identify as non-binary or they right. use they pronouns and it's like that's amazing that people are so able to be themselves and it's i have friends who actually have come out as non-binary over same here the yeah over the last like year or so and it's like it's amazing and it's like i was talking about it with someone the other day and i'm like you know being trans and being non-binary or gender non-conforming or gender queer or gender fluid or whatever, however you want to identify, none, none of this is really a new concept. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I just knew from a young age that I did not identify with being male at all. <laughs> like, I was like, again, like, here's a gift receipt, take it, return it, bring me back what I need. <laughs> give me store credit, back. give me something. Give me something, like at least a GameStop credit for $5, something. Like, That's or, asking too much right there. I know, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew I wasn't supposed to be male, and I knew that I, at some point, would hopefully be able to live my life. But at the time, I was just like, you know what? Let's just get through high school. <laughs> like, let's right. Just, 
well, let's just get through that. And like, bef- let's just survive that. Before we circle back to a couple other questions that kind of sprung into my mind based off of that, how was high school for you? Because I know that's kind of the time when, like, I guess we can call them kids at this point because we're we're old enough to do that now. Oh my gosh! Were they Jesus. were they accepting of that, or were they did they kind of find out? Like, did they needle you? Did they pick on you? Or did they kind of just accept you for who you were? How was that? You know, I was not super, super social in high school. I was pretty quiet. Right. Um, I can relate to that. I, I had, like, friends. And I went to a small country school. And just, like, even I, I say that, and people are like, oh, God, that's probably terrible. Honestly, it really was not that bad. Like, everyone was really, really nice. No one knew that I was trans. I think everyone assumed that I was just feminine and gay, which, again, power to anyone in the LGBTQ plus community because, you know, it's a very strong community. And people who are within that community are amazing and their allies are amazing. So, but I wasn't the only LGBTQ plus person at my school. I had one of my very, very close friends came out his i want to say he came out sophomore or junior year or maybe like the summer before junior year i cannot remember i'd have to ask him honestly we're still really good friends so i have to i'd have to ask him but like as far as for myself i really didn't experience a lot of hatred or backlash i was so quiet i was such a wallflower that it didn't really like no one really bothered me and like everyone was pretty sweet and pretty protective over me because i was also quite smaller so um the friends i had were all bigger than me so, i gotcha um, but honestly yeah it was i mean i had my 10-year reunion back in 2019 and everyone was so kind i wasn't presenting as feminine as i do now i was mm-hmm. still trying to figure out like my style and i was more on the androgynous side whereas now i just i strictly wear female clothing which clothing doesn't really have a gender but i right present more feminine you know but yeah, everyone was so, super, super sweet and super, super kind. People were like, oh my God, you're like the best dressed person here. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> like, This is the same person who didn't talk to me. I didn't really say much either. And I'm like, wow, like it's weird how we just grow and we develop our own ideologies and our own philosophies and our own way of living life. And I don't know, it just became a lot easier as high school progressed because I don't think anyone in my graduating class really gave a shit. (laughs) I don't think anyone really cared. (laughs) That's so awesome to hear because I know it's just like you hear so many horror stories about, you know, unfortunately like teen suicides or kids that are bullied because they, their classmates find out they're gay or or whatever it may be. And it's just, it's so, go ahead. I was going to say, and to anyone listening to this, like, if you are experiencing that, and I know Chris will definitely touch on this as well. Mm -hmm. If you are experiencing someone bullying you or mistreating you, if you are younger, if you're a minor, please go to someone who can help you. Don't think that taking your life is the solution because you miss out on so much. If If I had taken my life the first time I thought about it, I wouldn't be able to experience the life I have now. And exactly I have a, a really great life. And if you are a person who is bullying someone for something that they cannot control, like their sexuality, their gender, their gender expression, the skin color, where they're from, kindly go fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah. like don't don't be mean. Like be nice to people. We have enough shit going on right now. Yeah. Like just be nice to people. And I know it's it's easy to get swept up in the bullying because you see everybody else doing it and you don't want to be the the one left out because then that automatically puts a microscope on you and you could be the next right. target. But man, don't be afraid to stand up for somebody or just be their friend if they need it. Just yeah, be good people. Absolutely. That's I mean, yeah. life goes on, life gets better, and you don't want to be that reason that maybe pushes somebody towards that edge. That's, that's the last yeah. thing that needs to happen because everybody deserves a chance to have a fun, happy, you know, fulfilling life. And yeah. Things do get better. So just if you are going through that, like Davin said, don't be afraid to talk to somebody and just please know that things get better and that you do have people out there that are pulling for you and that want you to succeed, want you to be happy, and we want you to have the life that you deserve to have as well. So please don't think that one negative person speaks for everybody out there. No, not by a long shot, honestly. Like as far as like the world in general is going, like it's getting so much better. Oh and yeah. You're able to 
be more yourself now than I ever was able to be when I was in high school. Yep, it's a oh it's a strange I thing mean, because yeah. a lot of the uh, and I'm starting to see it now as I get older. A lot of the stuff that you know, like you would think is cool back in high school that other people wouldn't, or that you kind of had to keep to yourself, is everything that is popular now, and I know. it's, it's so strange. But I like, can <laughs> like anime and like yeah. comics. I'm like, okay, like I didn't need anything else added on to me. I mean, I was definitely a huge nerd when I was in high school. Same here. Um, and now everyone, everyone watches anime. Everyone plays video games. Everyone mm-hmm. reads comic people like to read like i'm like oh my god like i would have fit in so well yeah and it's like <laughs> I <done> great <laughs> now that i'm in the in the voice acting community and like doing improv and everything and getting to know these people right. i see all these other people that i went to high school with that made fun of me for like liking all this stuff in middle school and high school and now they're just as big into it as i was back then it's like it's what's going on here <laughs> i love it <laughs> but it's great i could go off it's- on a full on side tangent on that but um that's not why we're here i want i want to get back to uh to you and your journey with you discovering everything and just kind of having those feelings at such a young age up until when you actually started you know the transition process and everything did you ever kind of start like having second thoughts about like maybe i shouldn't do this or no i don't like did you ever have those second thoughts running through your mind or second guess the decision to do that Oh my goodness. Only a million times. Um, <laughs> a few days before, and I'm going to be very open about yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. A few days before I began my transition, because I, be- I began my transition January 4th, 2019. Like a few days before, which would have been around the New, around New Year's, um, if not back in the end of 2018, I was like, I knew I was going to start hormones, but I was just like, okay, maybe this world is better off without me. Maybe I just need to like peace out. Um, which is terrible, but it was something I thought. And I was like, you know, I had experimented with drag a little bit and I had Mm -hmm. been, you know, I've done drag at that point often. And I got to the point where just like being in drag and dressing in drag was not really filling that void as much as it had previously. So I was just like, maybe this is it. Maybe I should just make it easier for myself, which when you do that inadvertently, you make it, you know, very, very, difficult for everyone else around you because they're gonna like they love you and the people yeah the people who care about you the most like they want you to be happy mm-hmm. and, like they want you to be yourself and be happy like you said earlier like they they want people want should want people to be happy and succeed and be able to live a life that they love and that they're that they cherish especially so, if it doesn't impact their own life in any negative way so exactly I, yep. exactly so whenever I began transitioning, I guess to go back to, <laughs> to, to as my boyfriend would say, I'm going to trim the fat on this a little bit in my head. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> whenever he tells a story, he's like, I'm going to trim the fat. And I'm like, okay, I need to probably do that. Um, <laughs> You're fine. So, Take your time. <laughs> whenever I was transitioning, I think it was about six months into it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is not it i had never experienced the hormones that i had experienced i had never been you know emotionally and mentally all over the place like i just would cry at the most random things i literally drop i would drop my hairbrush on the ground and i would cry i got toothbrush on my on my bathroom mirror like and i would cry i cut someone off in traffic on accident and i cried like literally every single thing <laughs> that you can't really control mm-hmm. <laughs> it just like set me off so that was good but then i kept going and i was like you know the the other option is going back to being miserable and not being myself and i was like i like i said before i knew that i was born male but i knew i would die female like i had had dreams of being female i had dreams of having a lot of things that i have in my life now i dreamed of before i don't have any regrets in going back and wanting to go back i don't have any regrets with even how late it took me to begin transitioning, which, by the way, 30 is not old. I was 26 when I started transitioning. So if you're older than that or younger than that and you feel like this is the right journey for you, do some soul searching, figure it out, talk to a therapist. Mm-hmm. I talked to three. <laughs> um, and you find you find your path. And the main thing is trust yourself. And you know your journey better than anybody. Absolutely. And I don't know, just a lot of things you said actually reminded me 
everything kind of runs together with COVID going on, especially over the last year, year and a half or so. But there was actually a, a wrestler and a bodybuilder that I didn't know him personally. Uh, it was a he at the time, but I didn't know him personally. We had talked a little bit through social media, especially about different workouts and supplements. Big, big muscular guy, dreadlocks, everything. He addressed a lot of the same issues, and he confirmed a lot of the same issues that you know you had dealt with too, like that you had just named off. And he actually transitioned. I believe it was earlier this year, and now you know he's still going through the therapies and the treatments as well. But he's become you know he's become a female in that time frame as well. And he's, I think he's about like. 15 years older than me so like you said it's never too late no matter who you are yeah and it's an amazing thing because they are definitely feeling more comfortable with being able to transition and to be themselves and that's Mm -hmm. the thing too it's like whether you are trans or not you should have every possibility to be yourself like gender is one of those things that you that and people like oh my god like people do this for attention they're doing it for the wrong reasons i say that i honestly believe that transitioning has saved my life like because it has i mean the three little magic female pills that i'm on (laughs) like they they make me feel connected to myself and that's what Mm -hmm. i've said before too when people have asked me like how do you feel being on hormones like what does it make you feel like how does it make you feel like what does it feel like and i'm like well you just kind of feel right you just feel more yourself like you have like they say like with a trans person you can tell they made the right decision because you can look in their eyes and they just have kind of like, there's like a glimmer of hope. And like right. You just see like a brightness in their eyes and in their face. And like, you almost have like a glow about yourself that mm-hmm. you never had before. And you can, I can pick it up in the inflection in your voice too. There's like a, yeah. a happiness and a, <laughs> yeah. a calmness and a peace. And I'm guessing that the hormones kind of like help your body and your mind become one because if you weren't able to accept and embrace and start down the path to become who you felt you were and who you're supposed to be feeling trapped like that could literally kill you like you said it could push you to suicide it could push you to things like that so the fact that you were able to actually take those steps and embrace those changes and become who you felt you were supposed to be is absolutely words don't do it justice yeah, it, it's funny because, like, my mom, because she went with me to, like, my first, my very first hormone appointment. And, mm-hmm. like, every single time I've had to go to an appointment, except for the, except for one of them, she's been there. And she said before, she was like, if I had known years ago that this is the, the, the direction that your life would have taken and, like, this is what you, you wanted to do, I would have done this years ago. And I said, you know, I don't even know if I would have wanted to do it years ago. Like, as much as I love being a trans woman i think that i needed to learn all the lessons i needed to learn up until the point of my transition like at beginning my transition because they were very important lessons like i learned a lot about myself a lot oh, about yeah. other people a lot about the kind of woman that i wanted to be the kind of person i wanted to be and i don't think i would have learned that otherwise I, if i had started hormones as a teenager uh, i don't know i didn't even know what than it existed when I was a teenager, really. It wasn't, um, I know it wasn't really talked about a lot back then, yeah. especially not like it is now. So I'm not even sure if it was, but I'm. Yeah, I know, I know people like Kim Petras and Jazz Jennings, like they begin their transition very, very young, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's amazing. Like, good for them, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I, I still wouldn't trade anything that I've gone through. And I, I mean, it's, we're all on our own little journeys for yep. a reason. And it's, always the right time like you're always in the right timing of your life and i don't believe in focusing so much on the future that you take away from the now Mm -hmm. um don't dwell on the past because you're not there anymore don't you know don't fear for the future because we're not there yet and And i'm i'm 100 guilty of both both counts of that so i'm just now becoming comfortable trying to live in the moment so like again just i'm i'm so blown away and impressed and have nothing but mad respect for your level of self-awareness through all that because it's just oh it's amazing to to hear your story on that because a lot of people would have not had that same answer it's like yeah I definitely would have started it earlier but listening to how I can't even think of the right word for it but just how aware you are of everything and just how in touch with yourself you are is just absolutely inspiring well thank you um 
it definitely was not always the case. And I do think that being on hormones has helped me with that mm -hmm. a lot. But I honestly think of just like being around the right people. And being, oh, yeah. And like not letting anyone really face me or affect me. Like like my mom, my brother, and my boyfriend would all disagree with that because they, <laughs> they have seen me like really get into my head about it and like oh, yeah. really just like beat myself up if someone misgenders me, which it happens, you know, it's fine. I think I stop and remind myself like, okay, well, I am who I am. It's not something I should take personal. Like I'm just, you know, living my life. Everyone else is living their life. And all all we can do is just take it moment by moment. And I mean, I have surgery next month on my face, which, <laughs> you know, is mm -hmm. phenomenal. And it's one of those things I'm looking forward to. And, you know, we have these different milestones in our life that, you know, help create who we are and help create our story in the direction of, you know, in the trajectory of where we're going. So it's beautiful. 100%. And now just, I know your mom and your brother and your dad have all come up in this conversation and they've been so supportive from everything you've said. But when this all came up to them the first time or even anywhere along the journey when you were getting in your head, was there any hesitation or did they have any questions like, are you sure this is the right thing? Or did they try to talk you out of it at any point? Or were they just oh, on board with you 100%? My little brother, Brandon, I, I think you may have met him before. I think so, um, yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Which I know he's listening to this. So hi, Brandon, I love you. I remember he immediately switched the pronouns and has not misgendered me one time. When I told him I was transitioning, he was like, okay, well, which pronouns do you prefer? And I told him and he was like, okay, has in two and a half years, he has like, he's never misgendered me. It's, it's insane. Like he is so supportive. The same goes for my mom. My mom, she slips up every now and then because, you know, she gave birth to me. Oh as yeah. Her son. She gets <laughs> so the pass. It's a little bit different, <laughs> but she corrects herself. She, and if she doesn't correct herself, I try to do that in the most loving way possible. Right. Right. It can be a little aggressive. <laughs> I'm like, she her <laughs> like she her and then like my stepdad he is phenomenal he'll misgender me but like bobby you, you can't help but love him like he's just like the most amazing person but he will correct himself as well and so it's quite amazing to see how much support that i've received from the three of them they haven't tried talking me out of it like my mom has never been like are you sure this is right because she knows that i'm level-headed she knows that i you know every decision i make in my life there's mm -hmm thought behind it and there's you know certain intention i put behind it my older brother who passed away in 2019 growing up like i'm pretty certain he already knew like he he would say like i was supposed to be a girl he would tell people that i was supposed to be a girl he supported me so much he talked to different people who recently have told me like, Oh yeah, your brother always knew that you were supposed to be a girl. Like he, your brother knew yeah. you were trans. Like your brother knew ABC one, two, three, like it, it's wild. Like he knew me probably better than I know me myself. And then I have people in my family who are supportive. I have people in my family who are not supportive, but it's my life. I'm a 30 year old trans woman mm -hmm. and I don't, have to receive validation from anyone in, on this planet except for myself, <laughs> really, honestly. That's it, um, right. And, and then I don't focus on people who don't support me. I focus on, you know, like I said before, like my mom, my stepdad, my, my brother, my boyfriend, my really close friends, my coworkers, you know, just people in my life who are loving and kind. That's that's the important stuff right there. This may be a dumb question, but with that level <laughs> true story, but with that level of self-confidence and positivity, has has that allowed you to like just kind of brush off or not even really give a second thought to any negative experiences you may have had out in public or if like somebody is just ignorant and comes at you from a place of ignorance and bigotry or something like that? Like, does that help you kind of just like brush it off? Like they're, they're that way because they don't understand this or have you even had experiences like that? Oh no, I've definitely had experiences like that. I remember developing the, the mentality of, again, just not really giving a fuck mm -hmm. and just kind of walking. I, I always say we need to walk this world like it's a runway and 
I don't like when I'm in public, I don't really focus on anyone else. I'm aware of where I'm like my surroundings, obviously. But um, like if someone gives me a look, I try to not really let it phase me. Mm-hmm. Like because usually they could be looking at you and not even be thinking that they're making a face. They could be thinking about something altogether different and you just happen to walk into their scope of range. Wrong <laughs> their, place, wrong time type of thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, but then again, I've gotten people who had straight up given me some nasty ass looks or made some remarks. And it's just like, you know what? I'm still going to live my life. I'm not hurting you. Exactly. I, you are one of like what? 8 billion people on this planet. Your opinion of me is not going to change my opinion of me or mm-hmm. how my family, my friends, my boyfriend, how anyone else views me. So it doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because, you know, people obviously do matter. But like, if someone comes at you with some bullshit, like, don't, don't let it phase you because it does right. not matter. It's all, it's, they typically like with that, they do, they need to be educated. Yeah. And if they, you know, say something to me, I usually say, okay, well, being trans is not a very exciting thing in my life. It's like the least exciting thing about myself. And I usually forget that I'm trans 95% of the time until I'm like, oh, yeah, I was born a dude. <laughs> like, oh, wait. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to use an improv reference, and I hope it doesn't come off as, as offensive by any means. But, like, I, I'm not a fan of onions by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but it's like layers. Like, like you said, being trans they is shrunk. the most... Yeah, I wouldn't say ugly by any means or not calling anybody ugly, but you know, it's like the more you peel back, the more you find that's there. And that one little thing that you're using to identify somebody, like you said, can be the most boring part of that person. Like there's so much more there that if you just are willing to get to know them or peel those layers back, like it literally is like an onion and you may end up crying because you find something there that you can relate with or you can connect with. Exactly. I I think that it's it's funny because like a lot of people in my life they're like, Oh my god, you become friends with people so easily. Trevor will be like, Oh my god, I swear to god, you become best friends with people so like he's like, Not everyone needs to be your best friend. Right, <laughs> so, right. Well, they're gonna be. Um <laughs> no. <laughs> but you can find a commonality with someone. You can find a way to be to just be chill with people. And like my, my brother Brandon, he is like the most I don't know how he does it. He's like the most relatable person. Like he will literally become friends with like anyone, but he's also like pretty like chill and like pretty, like not always, you know, the most social, but like just has a very warm heart. And it's like, yeah. people will tell me like, your brother is so just so inviting. And so just like, you, I feel like I can be myself around him. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like I, that's so important. So you can find a commonality with someone that you have absolutely nothing in common with. But if there's that one thing that's some kind of like spark in a conversation, or even if I say, Oh, you know, my favorite color is pink. If we disagree on everything else, we're going to, we'll find something in common. Yeah. We'll find a way to have a conversation and to be kind to one another. I mean, it's, I think human decency and kindness are the most basic tenets of anything that a person deserves. And, you know, I may, come across bitchy sometimes i may come across a certain type of way sometimes but like deep down we all deserve love we exactly. all deserve kindness we all deserve you know compassion and respect we're all human as human beings yeah mm-hmm. ex- exactly exactly and that's man that is so just so powerful and it's like human kindness is probably the most underappreciated but most impactful thing that anybody could do for anyone else on this planet. And it's literally, we need more of that, but it's just, uh, I don't know if it's looked at. I'll actually, I think it's looked at as a sign of weakness now more than anything yeah. else. And I hate that because it's like, you're you either. Know, ugh. It's crazy though, because like, even now, like if I'm walking into a store or into the gym or into anywhere and a guy holds the door open for me, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And Mm -hmm. like, it's so uncommon these days. Maybe not so much in the South because like, you know, where we live, like it's still pretty common for a gentleman to open the door. You know, my boyfriend opens the door for me. He is pretty adamant on doing that. My brother opens the door for me. My stepdad opens the door for me. So like when, but when you you do that for someone else, it's like, you almost see a look on their face. Like, what the hell? Like, what do they want? Like, why are they opening the door for me? 
So it just goes to show, like you were saying, like human decency and like human kindness is like it's almost become a rarity, which is so sad. <laughs> like that's yep. so tragic. <laughs> like what the fuck? And it sounds like your dog's agreeing with us too. <laughs> yeah, he is totally, totally on board. And I, it's tripping <laughs> me out because he sounds exactly like my dog, and my oh. I can tell my neighbor just got home, and I was expecting him to start barking, but I think yours beat me to it. Yeah, I think my dog <laughs> is freaking out a little bit, but he's fine. Yeah, oh, that's fine. It's all good. But um, going back to something you said earlier about, you said you had spoken, like you had gone to therapy and you had spoken, um, you know, with a therapist. Was that something that you chose to do or was that something that you had to do before you started these treatments and they had to give you, you know, the go ahead and sign off that, you know, you were good to do this? It's honestly different honestly state to state um and country to country Mm -hmm. there is a thing called informed consent that if you go to a doctor who works with trans patients they will talk to you about the side effects and talk to you about like you know long-term risks health issues stuff like that i did talk to a therapist though i talked to like I said, I talked to three different therapists. The first one I talked to, there was a session, and he was basically just kind of honestly shitting on being trans. And mm. I was like, I left early. I was I packed up my bag and like, well, I say I made it sound like I moved out. Um, I grabbed my bag and I. Um, he was like, he was like, you have forty five minutes left, and I was like, I would rather pay the rest of this session than to sit here and listen to you. I'm not going to let you dis trans people like that's not happening and so then i found a therapist who i actually still talk to and i would actually consider her a friend and she was a an integral part of my of my transition and she as i talked to her she was like it's so obvious that you have gender dysphoria so she talked to one of her colleagues in a different location they talked to me as well and they were like they were like yeah you definitely have gender dysphoria which for those of you who don't know what gender dysphoria is that is basically the term for like identifying as a trans person like gender dysphoria for example if you look in the mirror and like if i look at my face and think like if i start dwelling on like the things that i don't like about myself or certain body parts that you have that you just like are repulsed by that can trigger gender dysphoria and which can cause anxiety depression and all the other fun stuff so yeah i did not necessarily have to continue talking to therapists, but I still do. Because mental health is very important. Oh, yeah. And when you are dealing with this and when you're changing, not even if you're changing genders, but like if you are going through this and you're experiencing different hormones, different emotions, and, you know, changes in your physical body, then you need someone to talk to. Like whether it's a, a friend, someone who's been through that before, or a partner, uh, just anyone like if you're religious somebody who is understanding and not rude in the religious context i again i'm not religious so i don't and that doesn't really vibe with me i have plenty of friends who are christian who i talk to about it and they have been very very loving and very kind like my mom is christian and Mm -hmm. from the beginning she's like i said she's been amazing so it's like you know you find your tribe you find people who love and support you and you move on and again, if you are wanting to transition, it's something that you can talk to a therapist about. You can talk to a doctor about it. That way they give you the right resources and you just kind of go from there. I love that. And just I love, too, that the fact that you did have that one shitty experience, it didn't turn you off from still going and speaking to someone. That just speaks volumes to how there's a lot of things I could say about the negative doctor on that, but I just love how you stayed on the journey and you didn't let that deter you from actually finding someone that I'll I'll go ahead and say cared and was actually invested in your journey. Like that's just so amazing. Yeah, it was, it was wild. I, I mean, I really, it was almost like a scene from a movie. I was like, Okay, this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to punch him in the face. I just, um, that blows my mind that they would even allow somebody to be in that type of position where, like, somebody is literally putting themselves in their care to help guide them on this serious life altering journey. And then they just, they have that mentality. Like, that's just horrible. Yeah. Well, and, like, not to, 
obviously not to shit on religion or Christianity or anything like of the sort, because I, I would never would want to be disrespectful. But I did not realize that it was actually a Christian counseling center that I went to. Oh. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, that makes sense. But again, people have their views and their beliefs. I don't have to agree with it. They don't have to agree with me. I say that I say that to people in my family. I'm like, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to even try to understand me. But you, the least of all that you can do is be kind. That's the very, very minimum <laughs> that you can that you can go for. This is, is at least being kind. I'm gonna go ahead and be open here. This is kind of where I struggle with with Christianity to an extent because mm. I am a Christian, but I know that there, you know, there are a lot of things like you just said that other Christians will push away from these topics or like my older brother is, is gay, but he was a Christian and then he struggled with that based off what other people were telling him. But I I have a hard time with that. Like I 100% support your lifestyle. It doesn't work for me, but I'm always under the impression that the main goal is to always love thy neighbor. And if you're not doing something that's hurting somebody, just leave them be and love them for who they are. I thought that was the overall message and that's how I've always interpreted it. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's better to keep being wrong in that situation because I don't want to discriminate against someone or miss out on knowing an awesome person because if that was the case, he's not my blood brother, but my family basically adopted him. So had that been the case, I would have never had him in my life I would have never been friends with you if that were the case like that just stuff like that blows my mind and I don't I I just I as I said that's where I struggle with uh with my walk in Christianity but I would rather be the good person and support y'all as much as I possibly could I mean I have people like I said before I have people in my life who are Christian who are nothing but kind and respectful and loving Mm -hmm. and like they will ask questions and they will they want to know because they want to understand and they want to understand because they want to love. Right. And there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. And like, there's nothing wrong with being of any faith, any belief system, any religion, as long as you do so with kindness and love. And I think that's like the most basic, again, the most basic tenet of humankind and also in religion and every religion. It's like, it's talking about love, talking about kindness and mm-hmm. being compassionate and loving towards your neighbor and to kind of bring being trans into this i i would always say well i saw this quote and i it kind of stuck with me and i forgot who made the quote they they i don't think they're even trans but it was um a minister and he said if you encounter a trans person then you have now experienced god's proof of evolution and i was like oh my god i'm like a pokemon <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I love it like oh my god i am actually evie i so, love it <laughs> so i was like oh my god that's amazing and that's a, a really beautiful way of looking at it um again, absolutely not for myself because i'm not religious but but I, see I again like, that's amazing i have a hard time thinking I, I know there's obviously evil people in the world there are nice monstrous creatures i i hate snakes so we'll just i'm just gonna throw that out there but i have a hard time believing that if you weren't made in god's image you wouldn't be walking the earth right now as you are like i have a hard time accepting that there's something wrong with you that way like i don't think that's the case at all like why would i not accept you for who you were and support you on your journey like i i cannot understand why anyone would not feel that way it's such an amazing thing too like when you find again when you find people who are just so kind and compassionate and i think that i've said for a long time it's like it's just my mission to love people it's my mission to be kind and compassionate towards all people because that's what i want in return and i think that when you get to the bottom of it like it's just kind of like okay like you know if you are mean to someone like you can almost see it on their face like what it like what it does to their to their entire energy and like to their entire mood their entire day like there have been times like where i've gotten snippy with people in my family or Mm -hmm. my boyfriend or people at work and it's just like i go back and i apologize because it's like okay i did not mean to be a bitch (laughs) like i was like i was not trying to be that mean and then you think like oh my god i really hurt their feelings or i really hurt them 
in their core and I and you know, I just mess up their day and it's like I never want to do that <laughs> and so I'm like I'm just gonna try to be cool with everybody I want people to just chill out a little bit <laughs> and just be just be kind and compassionate towards everyone because you don't know what someone's going through you don't know you know what part like we you know when you encounter someone in you know throughout the day you don't know what they've woken up to you don't know what they've mm-hmm. experienced already that doesn't give anyone a reason to be a jerk but i know from firsthand experiences i've come across people who have literally lost a brother or a sister and i'll see them and they'll be like oh yeah like no the day's not going so well i'm like oh well, i'm sorry to hear that and they'll be like yeah like my brother my sister my mom my dad just passed away and it's like oh my god like you really don't know what someone's going through (laughs) so it's like just be nice to everybody that i mean that's the key message right there like again you may be having a bad day but what really is it going to serve for you to be a dick to somebody and then (laughs) go on to the next because then if you have a conscience you're just going to end up dwelling on that and then trying if you're if you're close to that person going overboard you know to to make amends like if it's your family obviously again going back to the phrase we're human they know that you're going to have those bad days and right. you're going to get snippy but you hug and make up and go on but i mean just a complete stranger and i'm guilty of it myself and i as i've become more self-aware i just I try to hold it in as best as possible because I have to remind myself, I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what their life is like, but still, I just, there are people that do that so regularly. I think it's just like a second habit for them at this point. I don't understand that. Which, I mean, I think too, like I've said this before, I think that you definitely, not you specifically. Right, (laughs) right. you, Chris. Um, (laughs) No, I think that as humans, we typically tend to, because we're more vulnerable with people that we're close to, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're the easy targets at that point if we're mad exactly. or upset. There have been times like where I'm just like sleepy or I'm hangry or like, I'm hypoglycemic, so my blood sugar will drop mm-hmm. and it puts me in a really bad mood. My brother has seen that side of me. My boyfriend has seen that side of me. Several people have seen that side of me and I'm like, okay, well, you've now seen me at my most vulnerable. And it's just, I think it's important to, you know, to remind ourselves, you know, to stop and be like, okay, well, even though I'm very vulnerable with this person, they don't deserve to experience the not so great sides of me. But then again, it's kind of, it's almost kind of a beautiful thing that you become so close to someone that you can be yourself. And with the people in my life, I have a few people that I'm very, very close to. And I tell them all the time, like, oh my God, like, I don't know what I would do without you. Like, you are literally amazing like i can't imagine just have not having you in my life and it's it's crazy because like you almost take people for granted sometimes and you have to remind yourself like okay like these people are fucking amazing and they have supported me like they have been there for me so it's like okay stop and remind yourself they're human (laughs) and that they don't deserve your bad day that's the truth of it. I think, man, if more people would do that, I think we'd have a a much better place on our hands. But it seems like that's an uphill battle at this point. Yeah, we're all guilty of that. We're all yep. so guilty of living in our own world. And it, I always say, like, each of our own individual lives is our own narrative. Like, how I live my life is only seen from my perspective. And I think that that's what we're all doing. We're all just living our own life. And I try to look at the world through someone else's Mm -hmm. view or someone else's lens, but I only know it from my own perspective. And I don't know. That's why I'm like, yeah, I don't know what they're going through. They don't know what I'm going through. So let's just be cool with everybody. Let's just be kind. (laughs) Just be nice to everybody. It comes, it comes right back to that. As we're coming up on an hour here, I I just want to thank you again for being so generous with your time. Um, Of course. With your with your procedure coming up next month, which man, blinking, that's gonna be here before you know it. Is there anything that you're having to do outside of the hormones and what you've been doing to prep for that procedure coming up? I actually, it's actually legitimately one month away from today. So wow. <laughs> in one month, I will be probably asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had my pre-op consultation today with the surgeon who I'm going to see for my facial feminization surgery. And the main thing is just, there's like no nicotine, no drinking, no 
drugs, which that's not hard because I don't really do any of that. Right, <laughs> right. That anyways, though I did vape until about, oh God, when did I quit vaping? I don't even remember. But like it put me in a really bad mood. Um, I understand. So <laughs> guys and dolls don't start vaping because <laughs> when you have to come off of it, it sucks. So basically I, you know, I work out five days a week. So they, I I'm going to keep doing that. I, I really only drink coffee and water, so I'm going to keep doing that, though I have to limit coffee intake. But, you know, it's fine. You know, it's, <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. what gives me purpose every single day, but <laughs> it's okay, I guess. No, but so basically just taking care of my body, working out, staying active, drinking enough water, eating right. I think about a week before surgery, I have to come off of my hormones, which will probably suck, <laughs> but I'm going to do it gradually, so... You know, it's just one of those things that even though it may suck for a little bit, it's going to be very well worth it. And then the day after surgery, I'm going to my my mom's house. And then mm-hmm. after that, I'm going to probably stay with my boyfriend at his house. And then, yeah, so after about two weeks, I can go back to work, resume life as normal, just taking it day by day. Nice. Uh, so just trying to prepare and be in the right headspace and right and be in the right physical shape and right mental mm-hmm. emotional shape as well um just trying to make sure i'm ready for it and just being around the right people and not letting bullshit get to me and just <laughs> trying to stay chill about everything keeping a thick skin through all of it yeah trying to absolutely and that's that's hard to do but Man, I'd say from yeah. uh, from everything you've said so far, just in the last hour and everything new I've learned about you, I think that won't be a problem at all. Well, it's it's going to be fun, and like with anything, you know, we all have our own, our own journey that we're on. And if anyone listening is on this journey or a similar journey or about to enter this journey or thinking about enter this journey, entering this journey, like you will have moments where you are just like, "What am I doing?" what is life <laughs> and then yep. you will stop and think uh, probably a million times like am i doing the right thing is this the right journey for myself is this the right thing for myself what the hell's going on but just keep in mind that you have a purpose mm-hmm. and if you feel like this is the right step for you just don't doubt the process and trust yourself trust you know your own intuition and make sure you have the right people around you of course, if you ever need someone to talk to, you can always talk to me. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm not I'm not the spokesperson for the entire trans community, but I will definitely be there for people, whether they're trans or whether they're not. So, I mean, it's one of those beautiful intricacies of life where this is something that you want to pursue. Then take it from someone who, is, who has been there, who's still going through it. It's going to get better and you're going to get stronger. That's just how it is. I love it. And I, I can't think of a better note to wrap it up on tonight. And I know that we've both talked off air, so you're going to be definitely coming back for a part two once the uh, once the procedure's done and once you're back in the swing of things. So I can't wait yes. to see where you're at after that's all said and done too. So again, I just want to thank you for coming out here and telling your story and being so generous and just being a light in the world that I think a lot of people need at this time, especially with the way the negative things are out here. Even if things are tough, you still find a way to be positive and continue on your journey and you trust yourself. And that level of self-awareness is still mad respect for me to you on that for just how in tune with yourself you are. So thank you just for coming on here tonight and being so open about everything and telling me more about your story so I could learn more to be a better ally to the community as well. So thank you again for that. Oh, of course. And that's another thing. Like we appreciate people who want to hear our stories and we appreciate the people who, who are there for us because we need that. There are a lot of times where I look around and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> like what's going on? And then I have a friend who will be like, you know what? You got this. And so I, I appreciate you and you having me on and letting me, share that story and hopefully change the stigma around what it is to be a trans person absolutely in 2021 and if we could help one per at least one person kind of have that better understanding and just be nice to that one person that may be going through the struggle then this was all worth it 
Absolutely. Absolutely. A million percent. Yeah, I agree with that. So we're going to wrap it up right there. Davin, I just want to thank you for coming on again. And for everyone listening out there, thank you again for tuning in for another episode this week. If you like what we're doing, subscribe, give us a five-star review, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, this week, I'm going to have the information for hashtag justice for Nala in the show notes. So if you could sign the petition or donate to the GoFundMe, please do so if you feel inclined. Davin, thank you again for all your time tonight, and I can't wait to talk to you again and see where you're at next time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. It was lovely talking with you, and everyone, have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.